If you want to get more Daydreamers content, go ahead and head over to our website, fantasydaydreamers.com. Get all of our content, articles coming out weekly, rankings going up. to the fantasy daydreamers podcast i am your host jj you guys can follow me on twitter at jj daydreamers with me today i have ryan what's up guys r-o-k-k-o rocko daydreamer check me out there and keone hello everybody oh it's so great to be speaking to you again oh and when i want to be writing things to you my twitter fingers are erupting and they will be this weekend and this week i'm sure again as there's more exciting news in week two of the fantasy football season so stay tuned for that at my twitter daydreamer keone and if you wouldn't mind go ahead and Follow, subscribe, whatever it's called on whatever platform you are listening to this on. It would uh, help out a lot, means a lot to us. We appreciate every subscriber. Let's get into some news. All right, the Jets announced that Joe Flacco will be starting again in week two. So, uh, yeah. Not great. Yeah. I mean, Zach Wilson, I think, is out till week four. So, yeah. I think it's cool. I mean, they threw the ball 69 times, whatever. Nice. Times, whatever oh. it was. Somewhere in the 60s. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Got you excited. It was a, it was a, it was a premature nice. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, they you throwing the ball like that. Throwing the ball like that with Joe Flacco. I'm happy with it. I don't think I care if Joe Flacco's out there, even if they're throwing the ball that many times. He's elite, though. Yeah. Uh, Alan Lazard, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, was back at practice. First time he's practiced since uh, being injured. I feel like this one's actually pretty important. Important for Aaron Rodgers, important for the whole Green Bay offense. Uh, Agreed. Even even though he is not a number one wide receiver, he is the number one wide receiver in Green Bay and one of the few people that has continuity with Aaron Rodgers. They're, they're going to need to do something different or, you know, and so he will help. I don't think he'll hurt. So I think it can only help. Sneaky pickup, Robert Tunyon. Mm. Tight end if you need a, if you need a streamer. T Higgins, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals is still limited. He is in concussion protocol still. Uh, so just just going to have to wait around and see if he does clear. If he does clear, are you playing him? Are you sitting him? Playing him. Playing him if he clears. If he doesn't clear, are you playing Tyler, Tyler Boyd? Yes. All right. Mac Jones, quarterback for the New England Patriots, was back at practice today or on Wednesday. So... Uh, good news for New England. Going to have their starting quarterback. Yeah, that that does help. I've, I've heard <laughs> that does help a, a team. George Kittle still not practicing tight end for the 49ers. 
man, what do you do if you if you draft a kid? Or you, I mean, obviously you're not starting. Pick up Gerald Everett. Okay, pick there up you go. Everett. Like you said, sneaky snart, sneaky uh, pick up in uh, Robert Tunyon. Just stay away from Nujoku. I don't care how much they pay that man. One target. Oh, man. DeAndre Swift not practicing with an ankle injury. Oh, Jamal Williams. You, does this give you enough confidence to start him? Or is he just someone that you're adding and stashing? I got a question for you. Did he, he did he get this ankle injury in the game? Because that man was running all over us. He all didn't look over, hurt. yeah. I'm just, when did this happen? Did he fall somewhere? I'm not sure. Because sure. damn, bro, if he was doing that injured, <laughs> what is a healthy Swift going to do, bro? That was, mmm. I mean, yeah, I'll play Jamal Williams if he's out, but man. I don't expect I know he Swift hurt. to miss, the, yeah. miss time, though. Najee Harris running back for the Steelers is dealing with a foot injury. We saw him leave on Sunday and, and not come back. So he is dealing with a foot injury. JJ, come on. We need it. <laughs> I'm no, going to talk no, about so it later. I'm going to talk oh, okay. about it later. Okay. Just, 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 so. This is scary though. Let's just preface it with that. This is a little scary. Well, and the offense line is hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. Rough. Uh, Ken Walker was a full participant at practice. Now, uh, rookie running back for the Seattle Seahawks. Rashad Penny didn't perform well, but he looked pretty good out there. Uh, had some had some pretty good runs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think he had one run that was pretty good, get taken back by a penalty. So, you know, that would have boosted his numbers a little bit. But I think you wanted a little bit more from him. But there were certain things that were there was some promising things that he showed. So are you adding, if Ken Walker's out there, are you adding him or? Uh, let yes, I would add him. You are. Rashad Penny gets hurt a little too often for me. Mm. There's a real possibility by midseason, Ken Walker could be a guy. If Penny gets injured or maybe, hey, they draft this guy in the second round. They have no real bone. Like they have nothing for Penny. So yeah, he's on I had to mind just slowly start putting him in. Yeah. He's on a one-year deal, Penny. Uh, yeah. I do think whenever Walker comes back, uh, he's going to slowly start taking over. I just don't know how early. So mm. if you do add him, he it, be prepared to have him sit on your bench for, for a couple of weeks, unless Penny gets injured. J.K. Dobbins, running back for the Baltimore Ravens, was also full participant of practice. If he plays, do you start him? Yeah. They're going against Miami. Actually, I don't think I'm starting him this week, so I can't I can't in full confidence say to start him if he's if he's playing. It depends on who you have on your team. So it is not it is not a great matchup, but I agree. I wouldn't start him. Let me see a week. This rushing offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was just going to say. They did not look good. Was that because the running backs were are mediocre running backs that are there? Because J.K. Dobbins is is a better running back than Kenyon. But Lamar only had 17 rushing yards himself. True, Mm. true. Ah, I don't want to, but I guess I'm with you. Just have to wait on J.K. Dobbins still. Alvin Kamara was limited in practice on Wednesday. Dealing with a rib injury. 
That's rough. I, I think if he plays, you got to start him, though. You have to start him. Yeah. yeah. But this is where he, they're playing against Tampa. Mm-hmm. I think there's a chance where next week, after kind of a subpar week again, this is when you trade for AK and see if you can get him at a low price. Mm-hmm. So this is this is like, oh, okay, if he plays, cool. But if you don't, if you want him on your team after this week is, I think, when you can get him. Because I don't think they're going to play well versus Tampa. Even though they own Tampa, I don't think it's going to happen. You're not concerned about the the injury news, the rib, rib injury for Alvin this guy Kamara? played on like a torn MCL and they, got like and, and got like they six signed six they you know, signed like, Latavius Murray to their practice squad. Oh, Is great. that not? <laughs> I mean, the, I think yeah, I think that great news, but it's I seen this guy do crazy stuff. By midseason, I think he'll be back to normal. Fair. Yeah, just a rib injury, not something uh, major. Wide receiver Julio Jones landed on the injury report with a knee injury. Keone throwing his head back. This is not what you never left. This is what you (laughs) do not want to see. That had to be be on on the steps walking home. Uh, and uh, the last little bit of news, wide receiver Keenan Allen is officially out for tonight's game. So get him out of your starting lineup. Get someone else in there. If you have, if you are playing anyone in this Chiefs Chargers game tonight, get them out of your flex into your starting lineup. Uh, leave you that uh, versatility later on in the week in case you have to throw someone else in your flex. That'll do it for the news. Let's move on to some over-unders. So I'm going to give you a player and a stat line, and you tell me whether they will go over or under that stat line. First up, rookie running back Brees Hall from the New York Jets. Will he be over or under three and a half receptions? Mm. I'm going to say... Damn. Under? Going against the Browns D? Was Brown defense look good last week? Held the Panthers in check until Baker kind of took off at the end. Yeah, I'm going to say under. I am going to say over. So the reason I say over is I grant I agree with you, Ryan, in terms of the Brown defense. They did do really well against the run. I think they basically kind of essentially shut down CMC. I think he only had like 54 yards and his day was saved by a touchdown. Um, But he was targeted a a lot more than um, I expected. So he was targeted nine times and he caught six passes. So that's really good. And then it's not like um, it's not like Michael Carter didn't get, you know, uh, targeted as well. So they both got a lot of targets for the running back position And so that makes me really positive on their ability to or just them being used in the pass game. And so that might be what they're doing with those running backs. And, you know, Joe Flacco, just those quick dump off passes to to his his two running backs. And so for three and I get that. I respect that. Respect that. But like we said, we don't care about Joe Flacco. 
Do we think they throw 59 times again? I looked it up, by the way. It's 59 times. So sorry about the nice. Take no. it back. But uh, 37-59. That's a lot of pass attempts for yeah, Tom. Joe Flacco. So, I mean, if they if it goes to 40, he doesn't get that many targets. But, yeah, maybe he could. I think but, my, I I'm going to go under. Maybe I think he goes three receptions. He might go three for six. Oof. The thing is, is, yeah, it's not targets, it's receptions. Yeah. Oh, it's oh. receptions. Yeah, oh. three and a half receptions. So he's getting he's getting nine targets, six receptions. Ah. Hmm. Uh, Michael Carter's getting CD nine targets. Lime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Only two receptions last week, boy. <laughs> I, I almost put CD Lamb on here, but I thought it was cheating. <laughs> Um, even so, I think I th- I think they're going to have to you know try and probably come from behind against the Browns, like, and so they'll probably be forced to do some plays where they pass the ball. So even though it's receptions now and not targets, um, I still think he'll at least have four. So that still puts that above. So over still for me. I'm going with the over. I just made up my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's really close. Uh, I don't have full trust in Brees Hall yet. I think mm-hmm. just like um, Ken Walker, I think he can take over this backfield by the end of the season over Michael Carter, but he's not there yet. Michael Carter still looks like that lead guy, still getting pass attempts, targets, receptions too, uh, but Brees Hall is explosive. I think they are going to have to dump it down a lot again this week, so I'll take the over. Next, Mike Williams, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers, going tonight over or under 50 and a half receiving yards. I'm sorry, 70 and a half <laughs> receiving yards. I dropped it. <laughs> I dropped it by 20. I, I was like, I was hitting over. over before, but over, 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 over. I'm hitting over. This makes you feel good because the fact is, last week he had his dud game. If last week he had eight catches, two touchdowns, and like 150 yards, I would say under. But you know Mike Williams. He has a bad game, then he has a great game. This is a great game on Thursday night. I think he averages over 70 yards versus the Chiefs. It's that eight it's that eight reception, 120 yards, two touchdown type of game for Mike Williams. I'm feeling it. I'm right there with you, bro. Mike Williams blows up against the Chiefs. Had two touchdowns last year against them in the game. Uh and he has to step up. He's he's going to be the wide receiver one there for, for Justin Herbert. I think that with a week of or half a week of preparation, knowing that he's going to be the one, it's going to be a little bit different of an offense. Herbert's going to know that Mike Williams is the one there now. So I got him going over. Hmm. I would really like him to do that, but I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to go contrarian to your guys I'm going to say under, I'm going to say 60 to 70 yards. So just like just shy. Um, but I think he will get a good amount of targets. Um, and I think he'll actually, I think he will have a touchdown in this game. So he'll, he'll have a good fantasy performance. Um, but I think Herbert throws the ball to too many guys. And I know you said just now that the game plan is going to probably be 
different than it was in this past game, but he threw to nine targets. I don't see him not doing that again in order to, you know, mess or try and keep this defense on their toes. Um, And granted, you know, there's going to be a guy on this team who probably breaks off or, you know, gets behind the defense and breaks off for a, a big like yardage touchdown. But I have a feeling in my like in my gut that it's going to be one of the other number of guys on the team that that happens to. Whereas, you know, Williams is going to be a target guy for this game, but not as many yards. So over in the third quarter, <laughs> calling it right now. Oh, this is over by the third quarter again. I'd, I'd love I, I want that to happen, but I'm I'm. I'm keeping my I'm going to go under. It might be the wrong, wrong move, but I I'm going to stick with it. All right. Last one here. Antonio Gibson over or under six and a half fantasy points over by the second quarter. Smash the over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going over on this one, too. Playing against the Lions. Uh the Lions allowed four different guys to have rushing touchdown <laughs> last week. Antonio Gibson looked good too. Like Antonio yeah, Gibson has always fumble. looked pretty good. So for me. that was my biggest fear. He caught the ball well. Exactly. Yes, that's my biggest thing out of this. He had he had a good game on the ground, fifty eight yards, but he had seven. He caught seven of eight targets for seventy two yards. That's what we've been asking for for this guy for years now. It seems so. Maybe Carson Wentz is the guy to actually throw him the ball. And with with that, that's fantasy numbers all day. All day, baby, all day. All right, that'll do it for the over unders. Let's move on to some DFS starts. So who are a couple players uh, you want to be using in DFS this week? If you guys don't know, DFS stands for Daily Fantasy Sports. So what you do is, you know, it's early on in the season, but as it gets on, maybe uh, your team's not doing so good. You want to play weekly, uh, set a different lineup every single week. You can do that with Daily Fantasy Sports. Uh, So, yeah. And the way you set those players is that you have like a salary cap, and basically, you're trying to fill in spots uh, while trying to use your money smart to outscore a group with your friends or do a big national game. Yeah, throw some throw some money on it if you want to. So, who's someone uh, you're starting? Let's let's just go one by one. I'm a little excited, so okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start first. Russ versus Houston. <laughs> I'm changing it up, boys. Time to switch up. Only at 7,500. Listen, like I said, if it was the one o'clock game, it would have been different, but it was just a little bit too much heightness for us. They're going to settle back in, make good decisions, blow out Houston. I think Houston's defense destroys. The run game works out, and Russ is back to being normal. Three touchdowns this game. One to a guy that's going to be showing up later on my list. Hmm. Interesting. The stack, if you will. Well, yeah, it, that is. <laughs> um, by the way, a stack is when you take typically a quarterback and then a wide receiver or a pass catcher of the same team. Is Fun producer fact. Ian on here? <laughs> Can you tell them about the your favorite stack? Hmm. Oh yeah, my favorite stack. My favorite stack you can't do in a of course short stack. Love the unlimited pancakes at IHOP when they come around. Um, You can't do it in uh, 
in da- uh, daily fantasy though because they don't have kickers. But my favorite stack in redraft is the is the quarterback and then yes. that team's kicker. So that's the best one. Good for you. <laughs> um, for me, I with the possibility of T Higgins being out, I'm going to go Tyler Boyd at 6,600. So again, T Higgins, this all is dependent on if T Higgins plays or not, but I'm assuming for the purposes of this section and you know, this week that T Higgins is not going to play. And so with that, Tyler, uh, Tyler Boyd's likelihood of, you know, at both getting in the end zone and his targets increasing goes way up. Um, Tyler Boyd typically, you know, gets around, he's on the field, basically the same with or without, you know, uh, T Higgins or, you know, somebody when they're in or out. So it's around 80%, but with more opportunities to get the ball, like less mouths to feed means more food for those at the table. And so this offense can be high powered. Like we didn't necessarily see it a whole ton last week, but Burrow had five turnovers and still had over 20 points. So that shows me he's, you know, doing something right. And he's slinging the ball. And much of that will go to Boyd. They face the giants who let's be honest, didn't look super great outside of Saquon Barkley. So I think it's a perfect matchup and all the pieces are right for Tyler Boyd to do well this week. All right, my first player is going to be Devontae Adams, who is 8,800 right now. Yeah, I'm paying up a little bit for Devontae Adams, but you know what? It's going it's going to pay out. He's a great wide receiver, 17 targets in week one, 10 receptions. He got in the end zone. He is the best route runner in the NFL. Uh, he, he just turns the guys around puts them in the washing machine, bro. It's over for, for these defenders. Devontae Adams is too good going against the Cardinals this week. I think the Cardinals play to their opponent. The Raiders play to their opponent. I think it has a high likelihood of a shootout with lots of points scored. So I'm willing to pay up for Devontae Adams. All right. Now it's time to complete the stack. I feel like a, a guy in Yu-Gi-Oh when he finally gets all three of oh. the white, 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 white dragon. Blue oh, eyes, okay. white dragon. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I feel like. Okay. Jerry Judy versus Houston at 6,300. The stack is there. I like the connection he had with Russ. Um, again, he did have that deep touchdown. That was a little crazy, but hey, it worked out. Judy performed well. He looks fast. He only had one drop. Hands look better. So I'm going to go against Houston there. Russ is going to have one of those touchdowns with Judy. Uh, a guy who I hope you picked up off the waiver wire for this week. It's Curtis Samuel. Only 5,700. Um, I think that's a great value for Curtis Samuel, who's coming off a, a like amazing performance one of the top receivers if not the top receiver for the commanders last year or last week Um, eight catches on 11 targets and a touchdown plus I think he got some rushing work he goes against Detroit who gave up 38 points to the Eagles Uh, they're a bad defense like the Lions are a bad defense with an offense who can score so I think that means Wentz will need to throw the ball for a good portion of this game still um, so it's not going to be a super runaway or at points, it'll be a runaway, but not for the whole game. Keep it meaning 
those receivers are going to get the ball. So Curtis Samuel, get him on the cheap. All right. For my next player, I got tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Goddard, 5,800. You know, his fantasy numbers disappointed last week. Three receptions on four targets. Didn't get in the end zone. What was it like? You should have, though. I'm telling you right now. Well, that's what I'm saying is he should have gotten the end zone. He had two chances of getting in the end zone. Uh, Didn't score on either of them. But I like that he had those chances. The ball inside the five-yard line means something to me. I... I like Dallas Goddard. I I think he has more to show coming up. And so I'll play him this week. Minnesota, going against Minnesota, I think they're going the Eagles are gonna have to score to keep up with this offense. Uh, Dallas Minnesota Goddard. Minnesota just got destroyed by Robert Tunyon. Yeah. Destroyed might be Goddard. strong. I'm not gonna lie, but Robert Tony did really good. <laughs> when I said destroyed though. Like that made it sound like yeah, he had yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, Let yeah. me bring it back for you guys. He played well. He played well, yeah. And so uh yeah. I think uh a lot of people are on the AJ Brown show right now in Philadelphia, but don't forget about Dallas Goddard. All right. Uh my last guy, Daryl Henderson Jr. going against Atlanta. Listen, he was the number one back for the Rams. Uh, they're playing at home. They're stewing. You know, they just got destroyed on national television. I think Harrison, who had like 14 carries and some like five receptions. It's a lot of touches for him. If he gets the same touches versus Atlanta for only 6,200, 6, that's a great steal. Absolutely. Um, I think that team's going to come back as well. So, or the Rams are like, they're not going to do the same thing that they did last week. Um, my my last guy, I hate to do it. I'm turning against my team for this one. I'm going James Robinson. Oh, 6,800. While Indy, I think, is overall the better team. Jacksonville has their number for whatever reason. And over the past few years, it's just been Jacksonville has, you know, just been great against Indianapolis. It's one of those things. And in his two games versus Indy because they've never faced each other at the end of the year Um, in his two games against Indy Robinson had 90 total yards and then 84 total yards and a touchdown. Those are numbers I can get behind, especially if ETN who while performing well, I think is still not looking at white, like people want him to. Um, I think James Robinson is, I think James Robinson is going to be, yeah, he got lit up. I think James Robinson is going to, you know, be the number one back still for a little bit. Um, But, and it's a little bit more than the average, but I think it's a great situation for him. And it doesn't, it also doesn't break the bank. So you can still get top guys. All right. And my last one, this is where I'm saving all of the, all of that money. 3,900. I'm playing the Cincinnati Bengals defense. Two words for you. Cooper Rush. <laughs> Cooper Rush is going to be the quarterback for Dallas. Uh, Dallas didn't look good whenever Dak was playing. I don't expect them. I mean, they didn't look good with Cooper Rush either, but I don't expect them to look any better. I expect them to struggle mightily. Uh, Cincinnati losing to a 
a worse Steelers team has, has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I think right now this defense, while they didn't really get outplayed, they still lost. I think, I think they have a lot to play for even against this terrible uh, Cowboys offense. I think that, yeah, it's, it's going to be rough for the Cowboys. So I'll, I'll play Cincinnati's defense pretty easily. Dalton Schultz will still do well though. <laughs> we'll see. No, no, no. I need it to happen. <laughs> and the reason why I think he'll do well is because they play the grand plays out. But, and yeah. he's, a, he's the Austin Hooper of the Dallas Cowboys. He gets open in zone, like in good zones. Anyways. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for our DFS starts of the week. Let's move on to our insomniacs of the week. Mm-hmm. Who is someone that is just going to make you stay up all night long, all night Sunday. You're not going to get any sleep before work on Monday because you played this player who you can't even get to be dreaming. It's not even a nightmare because they kept you up. <laughs> who you got? I got a player. <laughs> so funny, <dude. laughs> okay. I got a guy, uh, Kyle Pitts, Atlanta. Going against the Rams. Let's go narrative first, and I'll give you a little stats. Again, like I said, just got smacked up on national television. First game of the year. Ramsey getting killed by Stefan Diggs. Bobby Wagner looking old. Aaron Donald getting like one sack. This defense is coming to play. Last year, they only gave up 7.2 fantasy points per game to the tight end position. Right? Last week versus Austin Knox. One reception for five yards. Jalen Ramsey's move around on the field. Bobby Wagner's in the middle. I think that with that combination, Pitts is going to have a horrible day. I actually would play London before Pitts. I mean, I'm gonna, you're going to have to play Pitts because you dropped him that high. But there's a real chance in my eyes Kyle Pitts is like another two receptions, five targets for like... 30 yards type of game. So if you picked up Gerald Everett on waivers, are you starting Gerald Everett over Kyle Pitts? Mm. I mean, Everett is mm. touchdown dependent, but no Keen Allen. I would play Pitts, but I want to play Everett. <laughs> this is why he's going to keep you up at night. This is why he's going to keep you up. Because you know that Pitts is going to have a better, probably have a better volume, but this offense for Atlanta just had one of their highest moments of the season, almost being the Saints. They're coming into from LA when they had LA has had over a week of rest. I I just think Pitts is going to get locked up. But if I if Everett doesn't perform, there's a chance he has like a one point one game. I mean, we saw it happen last year multiple times. So if you give me like Pitts over or like Hawkinson, I might play Hawkinson over Pitts. Yeah, but you couldn't have got Hawkinson on waivers is, is why I put uh, <laughs> yeah, that's out fair. there. Because you said you probably have to play Pitts because you drafted him so high. So I was wondering if you could have got someone off waivers, would you be playing them over Pitts? If that's the case, you probably aren't even getting anyone off a tight end off waivers. Just uh, 
use that bed spot for something else. Yeah. It's just going to keep you up at night. Yeah. It's just going to keep you up. That's how it is. Uh, I'm going with that same game. The running back from the Falcons, Cordero Patterson. Uh, Patterson's good. He's explosive. He is old, though. And this Rams defense got embarrassed by the Bills on opening night. I think they come to play. Aaron Donald has a huge game. Uh, The Falcons did not want to really use Cordero Patterson like they did last year. He actually got his most touches, more touches than he ever did in a single game last year in this last game. And so I don't know if he turns in that same performance again. I'm not counting on it. I don't want to start Cordero Patterson. I'm sitting him uh, in in a league, in fact, because uh, I'm too scared to start him against this Rams defense. Um, I'm going to stick with the running back position and I'm going to go Ezekiel Elliott. I, he he's that offense is not good as JJ not, mentioned, not Tony Pollard. Huh? I, but he I had thought, five, two, 5.2 yards of carry, but your, your stats over, <laughs> how, but it's still on the trend of less yards per season. He only got 52 yards on the ground. So yes, uh, he did there. You got me there. You got me there. <laughs> um, I just I think this this offense is not going to be good outside of, you know, maybe Dalton Schultz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to manifest it, man. Uh, um, I just I it's it's scary. I do not want to play them like anybody besides Dalton Schultz against this Cincinnati defense who's coming going to be coming for blood. Um, I, it's just the wheels are already falling off the, the tracks for for the Cowboys, you know, just after, even after week one. And it's just, I, I do not want to watch this. It'll, but I have to, you have to play him cause you drafted him. So, you know, like you're as your RB two typically. So that's otherwise like, you know, yeah, it's just, and it's still too early to not play him, but it's the signs are already really bad. And it's just going to be eyes wide awake, you know, red lines, just staring at the, I'll find try, finding something on the ceiling that I can try and take my mind off of that, that game. Oh, so, popcorn. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Count I mean, asbestos. <laughs> like, yeah. When we don't got popcorn, you know, cause, yeah. but if you have popcorn, just count the individual pieces. Cause it's, you know, I'm not a counter. Maybe some shower sounds, some rain, some mm. rain music for me. That's okay. all. That's all I need. A little sound. Mm, white noise is what it's called. <laughs> No, but I don't want all white noise. I want oh, like okay. I got you. Rain. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Okay. All right. Uh, for me, it's a little twofer. Another stack, if you could say so. Tom Brady, Mike Evans versus the Saints. Both have struggled. Tom Brady last four games, zero and four. I mean, other than the playoff game, zero and four, averaging two hundred fifty nine yards passing, one point five touchdowns in. Two interceptions, 61.5 completion percentage. He struggled. Uh, the O-line looks bad. Again, he got sacked multiple times by Michael Parsons. The Bucks were not good on offense last week. I mean, the only touchdown he had was to Mike Evans. And what we all know what Mike Evans, or happens to Mike Evans when he plays against Saints and uh, Lattimore. Let's just go over his last six games. One reception, one target, 14 yards. Two receptions, four targets, 48 yards, and a touchdown. 
that's a good game for him. Right. Four four receptions, 64 yards, one reception, two yards and a touchdown. Four receptions, 69 yards, no touchdowns and literally zero for zero for zero. On three targets, he gets shut down. Right. It's just not a good matchup. The Saints defense looks good. I know Atlanta got off for a little bit, but Marcus Mariota was doing a lot of that with his legs and Patterson was getting off a little bit, too. But again, Pitts struggled. London had an okay game for a rookie, but if he was a regular player, it would not be like, oh, this is a great game. No, I think Bucks lose. Saints win. That's the type of game it's going to be. Hmm. All right. My next player is Najee Harris, running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Reverse jinxing yourself, huh? That's what it is. No, 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 no. I, I truly believe Najee's not not 100%. He's dealing with the foot injury, the Liz Frank injury through all of preseason. He missed three weeks there. Now he's dealing with another foot injury after week one. If it's a whole new foot injury, that's probably better news. But again, it took him three weeks to heal from the first first injury. It'll probably take him three to four weeks to heal from this next injury as well. Even if he plays through it, I don't think he's going to be a hundred percent. If it's a re-injury of the same injury, that means that's worse news because that means those tendons didn't heal all the way the first time. And now he's re-injuring them. It's going to be even longer. Um, I do think Najee's going to play through this injury. He's going to be out on the field, but I don't know how productive he can be. I mean, on 10 carries, he only had 23 yards. And and you're like, okay, well, Najee is the pass-catching back that we all want. He is the next Alvin Kamara that we've been looking for. No, two receptions on two targets. Uh, Najee Harris didn't have a great game on Sunday, and uh, it was really disappointing. I think it has a lot to do with the injury. Um. Yeah, for the next couple of weeks, I I really I really don't want to play Najee Harris. So, my uh, I got a guy who I put a lot of you know a lot of stock in, and it's you know I it's it's a lot riding on this because they're the the driver of the ship, if you will. It's a uh, quarterback Trey Lance. I based off his performance and I know I know it was a rain game and it looked ugly like it looked like the footage that they had looked awful like they were drowning but even in that game he did there were things that's like "Mm, it's got to get better than this please like for the love of God please it has to be better than this looked had 13 13 completions on 28 attempts for only 164 yards he did also run the ball a lot like he ran the same amount 13 times for 54 yards but he also had an interception and no touchdowns it's not what you want they're going back home to san francisco so hopefully it'll be dry but they're going against a stingy you know as we saw a, a hyped up seattle defense so this is the game where he has to prove himself. Otherwise it's like, Oh, is this se- like, is the season 
do I have to move away from him? And so I, I will be biting my nails, all this stuff, just staying awake. Trey Lance. That's rough. I really want to throw that first game away and just say it doesn't count for him, but he didn't like, he didn't look better than Justin Fields and Justin Fields was playing on the same field. Exactly. At least throwing the ball, you know, I think they look the same. If you take that Pettis wide open cross the field, <laughs> but out, I don't. I, I, uh, you can't take that. You could, like you could take that out. Yeah, go for it. That's that very that was, similar. That was yeah. the most open I've seen anybody ever in the NFL. <laughs> like ever history of. I was like, oh shit, this is this is what life is like. Okay, yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> okay, but yeah, it's, it has to be. It has to get better. <laughs> <laughs> Again with the manifestation. Let's go, Keone. Just speak it into existence. <laughs> That'll do it for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind, go ahead and like, subscribe wherever you guys are listening to this podcast. Head over to our website, fantasydaydreamers.com. You guys can find all of our social medias up there. All of our content is up there. Uh, if you want to just go straight to the social media at FF Daydreamers on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, head over to twitch.com slash daydreamer media because we go live record these podcasts live if you guys want to get ask some questions get your questions answered that's the easiest way to do it is through the twitch go ahead and follow us there click the notification bell so that way you never miss whenever we go live thank you guys so much for listening tell your friends let's go win week two stay dreaming stay dreaming Stay dreaming. Check out articles definitely coming out tomorrow for sure on the website. So what? Get those. Look at those. Daydreamers.com. Boom. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.